Welcome everybody to another episode of the Sport Ethos Chicago Bears podcast. This episode was a self-study and a deep dive uh, that I wanted to share with everyone. It actually began with Matt Eberflus's hits principle and spiraled into a bit of his journey that brought him to the Chicago Bears. Also, stay tuned because we are going to be highlighting a new bright spot on the Bears who has been a buzz throughout OTAs and minicamp. But let's get straight into it today. Let's talk about second year's Bears coach and philosophy king, Matt Eberflus. So, Matt Eberflus first got the dream of wanting to be a coach when he was just in high school. He had two assistant coaches that took actually a special interest And they converted him from that safety position to linebacker. And this actually changed the course of his football career and life. After this change, Matt Eberflus actually went on to play in college for the University of Toledo, where he he earned first-team All-Mac honors as a junior and senior. One of Matt Eberflus's coaches and mentors at the time was a guy by the name of Nick Saban, Matt Eberflus never made it to the NFL, but quickly began his his coaching career. So after college with his alma mater, he quickly began moving up the ranks. And from his time there, he went from outside linebackers coach to defensive backs coach. Uh, And this was all under his head coach at that time, uh, Gary Pinkle. So fortunately for Eberflus, Uh, Pico would go on to move to a bigger school and conference. And what did he do? He did take Matt Eberflus with him. So he ended up getting his first defensive coordinator associate associate head coaching position at the University of Missouri. And it didn't take much time for the NFL to realize this potential that Matt Eberflus had. Because not too long after that, he would become the linebackers coach for the Cleveland Browns. And then his next stop, the Dallas Cowboys. And there, everything would change for the trajectory of Matt Eberflus and his career forever. So, Matt Eberflus spent two seasons under Rob Ryan in Dallas as a linebacker's coach. But when Rob Ryan was let go, Matt Eberflus was actually retained. And he was a big part transitioning the team from a 3-4 defense to a 4-3. And this right here is actually what the Bears currently play now. And he did this alongside with former Bears defensive coordinator and mentor to Eberflus, Rod Marinelli, who's still a fan favorite here in Chicago. So Bears fans everywhere do still love and appreciate Marinelli. So... This here is where D, where Matt Eberflus says he gravitated to Rod Marinelli's coaching style and stating the impact that Marinelli had on me because I would look at his drills and how he did his thing with the defensive line, Eberflus said, because he was the defensive coordinator uh, and coaching the defensive line at the time. I said, well, shoot, this guy's a master coach. I'm going to try to be as good as him and do it his way. So the prime reason for the HITS principle was to have principles in place 
that could be measured and measured so that he could actually be able to give his players feedbacks on every play, every detail right away. So the first time the principal showed up was actually over eight years ago in the linebacker's room of the Cowboys. And there was a sign said that said in descending order, hustle, intensity, takeaways, and smart situational play. And in that moment, Hit was alive and integrated within Matt Eberflus. So the actual base of the principle came uh, many years earlier from Rod Marinelli uh, when he was part of Tony Dungy's, Dungy's first Tampa Bay Buccaneer staff. And this consisted of Herm Edwards and Chicago Bears, another Chicago Bears favorite, and Lovey Smith. So this group developed a grading system for how uh, players, which they call loaves, which uh, was a term for not fully hustling, which was already a staple in the Bears organization dating back to Levy Smith's time uh, on the Bears. So that was in place there with them uh, back at that time all the way in Tampa Bay. So Marinelli said, of this base that we want to see with a, within a game how you impacted a game, what inspires a player. The grading should be there to ensure the players to go further. So Matt Eberflus took that loaf principle and built more on it with hits. So... Loaf is actually still preached by him, and the staff reviews film and charts uh, to see how hard a player works on the field. They want players going full speed from the snap of the ball and, and until the whistle blows. Just keep playing through. What makes this all work is that the players believe in this, right? And they see from all Matt Eberflus' stops throughout his journey the great production, they see all the proof that actually is there that shows it works. So Eberflus had explained that the hits principle is talked about every single day and that it is the number one thing because it is the number one thing. The hits principle is not just a mantra. It's teaching players about passion, intensity, the importance of taking care of the ball and being situationally smart. In Matt Eberflus's opening statement press conference as a new Chicago Bears coach, he talks about his foundation and what he learned from his mentors. So let's listen to what he said the very first time talking to Chicago Bears fans in his press conference. Um, I got a chance to play for a guy uh, my junior year that showed me how to come into a, uh, an organization and change the culture and change the mindset of that. And I was, I was living it because I was a player. Um, and I've, I stayed in touch with him, and, and that's Nick Saban. Um, I really want to appreciate the example that he's given me. And also to my high school football coach, um, Pat Gachardo, uh, over in Toledo, Ohio. Unbelievable passion for the game, and I appreciate that. Uh, next, I would like to really uh, have a statement really to uh, the Chicago Bears players and fans. Okay, we will play at a high tempo 
a high effort, attacking physical style built upon speed, quickness, and explosive athletic ability. We will carry ourselves with an attitude of energy, passion, and intensity. We will play with maximum effort on every play. And my next piece of advice for the players, for sure, is get your track shoes on, because we're running. Um, and then people always ask, say, hey, how do you get a football team to play hard, to play fast, to play physical, to know exactly what they're supposed to do? How do you do that? You know, that's always a question that I get asked. And it's a, it's a foundational piece. So what we want to do is build the foundation, OK? In this first year, we want to build this foundation of what we're going to look like, OK, of what Chicago fans, alumni, OK, can be proud of. If Chicago Bears fans are not even more excited about the future of the Bears organization, then nothing can get you excited. Matt Eberflus has true passion for the game and believes in relationships with himself and his players. There is another coach that is very successful in the NBA that has that same ability to connect with players and he's another Chicago team guy in Steve Kerr. And if you see how well that is going for that team, which has now become a dynasty, then the sky is the ceiling for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Matt Eberflus has grown and has success everywhere he has coached. He's been through the ranks from a very talented college linebacker to a student coach, and then now a head coach for the Chicago Bears. Listen, this is not a guy who's coming in and didn't have any experience being a leader. Since his days as a player, he has always been a leader. And now comes the biggest challenge of his career in taking a last place team in the league and directing the roster and getting guys in that he actually feels will buy into the philosophies and who are looking to be coached and take the hits principles to heart. And fully committing and giving everything they have to also make this uh, Chicago Bears team a successful and competing team in the NFL. Matt Eberflus has made it to the big stage. And he's taking everything learned from all his mentors and coming in to create culture in Chicago. That has not been seen uh, since the Lovey Smith days. So hopefully the Bears and all of the fans... Uh, Matt Eberflus can take them to the top of the hill and also over the hump and create something Chicago fans have been waiting for for a very long time. Another Chicago Bears championship team. Matt Eberflus is the real deal who understands his new role as the head coach of the Bears, not the head coach slash defensive coordinator or extending himself too much. This year could be the year the Bears flip the script and go from the worst record in the league to a playoff competing for a championship team. The ceiling, like I said, is the sky, and you can feel the anticipation uh, for the start of the season growing as each day passes in the city of Chicago. So, let's get into it. Victory Formation. On this episode's Victory Formation, we are going to highlight Bears rookie and second-round pick Jervon Dexter. The Mammoth Man. So I feel Jervon Dexter was a very overlooked player coming out of Florida. Uh, 
because the team was not in the ranks of the Alabamas and Georgias. But coming out of high school, he was the number one recruit coming out of the state of Florida, Florida, and ranked second among defensive tackles in the nation. So this is what in the college ranks is known as a blue chip player. So another blue chip player who Javon Dexter was rated higher than coming out of high school was Jalen Carter, who was also from the state of Florida and who was drafted in the first round to the Philadelphia Eagles. One of the biggest reasons for the fall of Jervon Dexter was the type of defense ran by Florida in his final season. He was not allowed to go and attack his gap once the ball was hiked. Uh, Florida ran a read and react style, which did not allow Jervon Dexter to constantly flash what his incredible athleticism and strength would allow him to do. Jervon Dexter's upside is through the roof, and he actually can be a guy who comes into the league overlooked, but be one of the best players to come out of this year's draft. If you go off of the flashes that Jervon Dexter showed in his college career, instead of looking at it in the context of what he was asked to do in a scheme, then you can actually see why the coaches and his defensive line team and teammates are so high on him. He actually has a great skill set as well as personality and had 30 more tackles than Jalen Carter in his college career. And Jalen Carter is looked at to be that next level talent coming into the NFL. Uh, But in five years, I believe uh, one of these guys will be a pro bowler and dominant force. And my money is going to be on Javon Dexter. So why not give him another chip on his shoulders and let him fall to the second round, right? I mean, this is just going to motivate him more to show out. Uh, I think this is actually going to be one of the picks that makes Ryan Pose a legend in the city of Chicago. I, I understand he picked uh, another defensive tackle right after that a lot of people are not talking about. And I think that was more of a depth move because the defensive line was so bad last year. Uh, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen uh, for the Chicago Bears moving forward with all the young players on the roster. It seems like uh, Ryan Pose had a vision. Matt Eberflus had a vision. And they did not take any shortcuts to get uh, get a player that a lot of people may have thought was one of the better players out there. But they had a price tag on players and they stuck to it. And it looks like they filled a lot of those gaps and holes in the draft. Uh, I know they... Missed out on some of the offensive linemen that were in free agency. And with their first round pick, they go out and get a right tackle. Um, Same thing with the defensive line. Looks like there was not too much out there. They did, uh, again, like I said before, sign Andrew Billings. uh, But they just added more depth for more competition. And, again, I think that Jervon Dexter is going to be either starting or getting a bulk of the snaps on defense when it comes to uh, pass rush, when it comes to, to you know, just stopping the, the run in general. He's very talented and he did very great in college and I can see that translating to the NFL. 
I feel like once he's able to just take off and play at full force and just hit his just hit his hole and make sure his gap is uh, filled, it's it's going to be night and day from uh, what a lot of people I believe see saw from him in Florida from a lot of the film that I saw with him playing in Florida, which is more again a read and react. He's not just taking off when they say hike. So it's going to be it's going to be exciting. Hopefully the Bears can get the T uh, in the hits and and have plenty of takeaways this year on the defensive side of the ball because the defense could not stop anyone last year. And it was just so hard to swallow that pill and watch some of those games. Uh, But being someone who enjoys the NFL and seeing that Justin Fields uh, seemed to grow game by game, at least with his legs, and showed some promise. Those things were exciting to see. But again, there was not much depth and there was not much competition in certain positions, and that's going to be different uh, from last season altogether. So let's see what the future holds for the Chicago Bears, but they are looking bright. Uh, They are looking like they got the right coach and GM, and it seems like they're working in tandem to make things way better for the Chicago Bears. With that being said, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Sport Ethos Chicago Bears podcast. Again, I am your host, Jose Soto. Follow me on Twitter at Bears Ethos and ShySportsFan89 